1: Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blazers playoff preview. You're listening to this on... Thursday, April 13th, I am your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer from the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, and former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and welcome back to the Locked On Blazers playoff preview. We are, I am getting a lot of guests on this podcast. We're trying to have lots of diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, uh, and, and also Not just talking about Blazers Warriors. Talking about the rest of the first round series as well. Uh, The first episode of the Playoff Preview. I was joined by Corbin Smith from Vice Sports and the Willamette Week. Who had a fun lengthy chat about the playoffs. Nike Hoop Summit. He just wrote something about that. Uh, And uh, definitely uh, encourage you to listen to that. Uh, And this episode I am joined by... James Holas from B Ball Breakdown and Press Basketball. Uh it was a fun fun chat with James. He he actually joined Dane earlier on the podcast this year. Uh and this is the first time I, I was able to get him on. Uh and it, really fun chat talking about all the series again, talking a lot about Blazers Warriors at the beginning of this one. Uh he uh really likes uh the chances maybe that the Blazers have In this series, really like their chances without Nurkic, so it'll be interesting to see uh, for you to listen to what he says, and also he has some some thoughts about where Damian Lillard stands uh, in the point guard hierarchy of the NBA. So a a really fun chat with James about the playoffs, the Blazers, Damian Lillard, all that stuff. Uh, We chatted after all the series uh, were set uh, and all the schedules were set. Uh, one note of news, though, that I wanted to drop into this podcast before we go on to the conversation with James is that with Portland's loss tonight to the New Orleans Pelicans, yes, they did play, by the way, uh, the Blazers lost to the Pels 103-100, uh, none of their big stars played Uh, C.J. Dame, they all rested. Alan Crabb dealing with a foot injury, he rested. Mo Harkless did not attempt a three-pointer, so he gets the $500,000 bonus for shooting 35% uh, or better, Shabazz Napier had 25 points for Portland. Pat Connaughton had 19 points. Tim Quarterman had uh, 10 points. Uh, Jake Lehman got the start. Uh, But the Blazers lose, which improves their chances at, Getting the 15th pick in the draft that will come down to a coin flip, uh, since there are uh two teams, Chicago and Portland, tied at 41 and 41. So, uh, a coin flip will decide whether Portland gets the 15th pick or the 16th pick. Portland will also have the 19th pick and the 23rd pick in the NBA draft. The 19th pick coming via Memphis that was the pick that the Nuggets sent in the Yusuf Nurkic trade and the Cleveland pick uh, was moved up a year when the Cavs traded for Kyle Corver. So uh, a little draft lottery update. So Portland picking 15th or 16th as well as 19th and 23rd. So they have three first round picks again, but now we know where those picks will be. So, uh, Feel free to start perusing all the draft websites. Though uh, all the people who are going to be in the draft, we still don't know that one of. Uh, w- there's a lot of kids from Oregon that are going to be, uh, going to, the NBA. Uh, it sounds like, but uh, and 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 then a guy like Miles Bridges. Uh, who was projected as a lottery pick from Michigan State, is going to stay in school. So we're still going to uh, find out who's going to be available in uh, the draft, but Portland will be picking no worse than 16th. So uh, that will be decided by coin flip at a later time. And one last logistical note before we move on to the conversation with James Holas. The schedule is set. Uh, it was not when I recorded with Corbin during the Blazers-Pelicans game. Only Game 1 was set. So for those of you that want to know the schedule, here it is for Blazers-Warriors. The series begins on Sunday, April 16th at 12.30 p.m. That is an ABC national television game. So uh, if you don't have cable, catch that one on ABC. Uh, Sunday, April 16th, 12.30 uh, that's game one. Game two is Wednesday, April 19th, Portland at Golden State. against 730 tip on TNT. The way that that shakes out, that, that Wednesday start, uh, the, the status of Yusuf Nurkic is in doubt. Uh, he told Jason Quick that he's waiting for the green light, but the team is not going to give an update until Friday. However, the fact that they have a, a long layoff in between games and they don't play again until Wednesday uh Gives Nurkic a lot more time. And even if they wait till Saturday, that gives him another full week to kind of recuperate. So uh, we'll see how they approach that. We'll see how close he is. But uh, the the way the schedule is shaking out does, I think, give more hope to Nurkic coming back. So Wednesday, April 19th is game two, 730 TNT. Then the scene, the series shifts to Portland Saturday, April 22nd, 7.30 tip-off on ESPN. And then Monday, April 24th, will be Game 4, 7.30, TNT. And if necessary, Game 5 will be Wednesday, April 26th in Oakland. Uh, but the TV details and all that are TBD. So uh, now that the logistical schedule is out of the way, so just... A refresher: Sunday, April 16th is game one. Wednesday, April 19th is game two. Saturday, April 22nd is game three. And Monday, April 24th is game four. So now that we have that out of the way, I hope you enjoy my conversation with James Holas from B-Ball Breakdown, breaking down the playoffs, all the series, and uh, Blazers Warriors, Damian Lillard's place in the league, and all types of good stuff. Hope you enjoyed. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blazers playoff preview. And I'm happy to be joined by James Holos from B-Ball Breakdown and podcaster extraordinaire. James, how are you?
1: All right. I would have lost that bet. I think you're going to say it. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: <laughs> no, I hey, uh, I, I, uh, I tried to deliver on my promises yeah,
1: I, I didn't think you had the guts and you, you you proved me wrong
0: it takes a lot of guts to to say things on a podcast <laughs>
1: um
0: it is playoff time as i mentioned the postseason is here uh there's a lot of uh i think i i'm looking forward to the first round how do you feel about these first round matches before we get into talking about them any that stand out to you as you know I'm really looking forward to this series and maybe some that you're just like, I don't, I could care less.
1: Uh, Yeah. Most of the East, I don't give a damn. Let's be real. Um, I, I, The Hawks and, and, and Chicago, I don't think deserve, and even the Pacers, they are. It is what it is. And they're in. So you got to count them. Um, the real series though, I think that the best one, the juiciest one during the West, right? Clippers and, and Utah is going to be a lot of fun. I, I really think the Jazz, you know, I mean, the four and five is always close, right? So it's not really an upset, but I think the Jazz can pull that out. I like to see that. I feel like it's like the the old guard versus the the young guns, you know. That's who you got to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we got you know Russell Westbrook, the 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 soon to be MVP against uh, the guy he's he's going to beat out in James Harden. That's going to be a lot of fun. Memphis and San Antonio, you know, that's like a tradition like no others goes back for a while, and then. Uh, really interesting, and if, especially if Nurkic – is, is Nurkic back? Is he supposed to be back?
0: The, there is uh, – you know, he says he's waiting for the green light. Uh, Jason Quick just reported today that he he wants to play. I think he went through like a 25-minute workout, but he hasn't gone through any contact yet. Um, but uh, So I think they're kind of leaving the door open maybe, but there's no like guarantee that he's going to be back. But I do think the way the schedule is shaken out gives him a chance to come back.
1: Because like that would be a great series if he could come back even if yeah, we know I think Golden State is the heavy favorite still, but I see it almost like a bizarro uh, like a through the looking glass series because if you squint at Portland, you can see a lot of the things that Golden State wants, you know, long versatile wings, deep shooting, a lot of shooting from his guards, both guards, both both guard spots, and then like a burly, uh, you know, big man with like a nasty little edge to him. So that would have been a lot of fun if Nurkic was healthy it's still gonna be fun though
0: i yeah i hope he can come back for sure i think that's this series is going to be uh it could be really fun with him uh in there because yeah i think he is uh kind of a badass and like draymond just a little bit bigger and and not as quick but like yeah i think if yeah there's a lot of similarities i think uh portland as kind of a a bizarro warriors are you know i think Evan Turner in some of his ways is kind of like a very downgraded version of Iguodala for Portland as well because he kind of handles the ball and can kind of get the guards involved when he's on the court.
1: Oh my God. Did you say Evan Turner was a downgraded version of Iguodala?
0: I think you could look at him that way.
1: Let's not do that. Let's just not do that. Okay. Because I can't stand Evan Turner and I, I feel sorry. If you guys had... If you just hadn't signed Evan Turner and you played the other guys that you have, mo Harkless, uh, Aminu, and Alan crab you know, we just kind of rotated them through the, through the three spot, i feel so much better about your team going forward.
0: Yeah, they looked really good when Turner was not out there. I will, Damn, say, I will say that. Yeah, that is uh, – you know, I, I will say, though, Turner's, like, best game of the season, one of his best games did come against the Warriors. I think they, like, got down to the last possession – and he had like a really good game, uh, and I think he ended up taking the last shot of that of that game, and it was like the o- one of the only games in that series that was close in the regular season. Uh, so he has had like one good game. I have a theory about guys like like Turner, and I stole this theory from my friend Seth, and it's like the the small sample size guy that can like. There is a chance that he goes like nine of ten from the mid range in one game and just like pulls a win out of his ass, like he has that opportunity.
1: Cause he, he does. Yeah, yeah. It's a, he's he's almost like I call a Rondo player where he's um he's, they're just in the modern NBA there's just not a lot of fit for him to be a high usage guy, but there's always those people who hold on to and they want him to be because because he's he's talented in his own way. I just don't know. Where do you just plug him in and let him go for twenty something minutes tonight? They doesn't kill you. In the modern offense, there's not really many not very many places.
0: No, and and and, and we've I mean that that has been uh, a major struggle uh, for a lot of the time here in Portland, is that it's just hard to it's hard for him to play with CJ because he's taking away CJ's possessions and CJ should be extremely high usage when he's on the court without Dame. So
1: you know what's no, crazy to me, and the, tell me if I'm wrong, when they first signed Evan Turner, the point was, hey, we can get Dame and CJ off the ball, and he can play make for others and let them play off the ball scores, right? Mm-hmm. When that pretty much the, why do you want to take the ball out of the hands of your best players? This is what, I never understood this. Same with Westbrook. Moving to guard, and let him be off ball and to, to someone else. Why do you want your best players to not have the ball in their hands more? I, it doesn't make any sense. It's a concept I think a lot of people kind of, you know, regurgitate without really thinking about what they're saying.
0: Yeah, and I I think that that's definitely a valid criticism of the Turner, uh, signing, and I think it was a concern that a lot of people had, uh, including myself. I wanted to try and be positive about it because he is, when he's engaged, he's a better defender than a lot of the guys they have out there. He does move the ball well to other shooters, like in rotation. Uh, I, I think he does, like you said. I mean, he's talented. He's not a you know, but is he the best fit for this team? And and that is uh, going to be really interesting in this series because Crabb's uh, been dealing with an injury and stuff like that, but I think that he's going to play, and I wonder how, me- how much they're going to go small. Uh, and I guess probably with Nurkic, they may just go even smaller, and, and Turner may get a lot more playing time than I think he may have if Nurkic was healthy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting series. And if Nurky was healthy, I would give you guys a puncher's chance just for the simple fact that, I mean, we know Dame is a flamethrower. CJ is a, you know, I like the way CJ plays better than Clay for the fact that he can play off ball, but he's a better shot and and break the defenses down. You know, it's it's nice having interchangeable guards like uh, CJ and Dame. And um, I've I'm actually gonna write something on Dame here soon because I've been getting a lot of flack for it, but. I think next year is the year where we stop with the whole Chris Paul, Chris Paul uh, adulation, and people give Dame the respect he deserves. I think he's the fact that I mean, the, he's averaging I think since January first. I looked it up. I, I think he's the second in the league in scoring since so January first, twenty nine five and six. You know, great percentages. The guy's the offense to himself, and sooner or later, you know, I, I don't understand how. I posed a question today, like, you know, a more valuable player, Chris Paul or Dame. And, of course, people say Dame. I'll just, I mean, say Chris Paul just automatic without thinking because Chris Paul is great. A dominant score who you can just throw guys around and he'll take you to the playoffs, I think, is more important than what Chris Paul does.
0: Yeah, and it it, it is worth wondering, you know, whether, you know, how the – how the, that ball domination style, especially – now like with the way we see the offense's play, you know, how beneficial that is to the offense, his controlling type of style. And I think Dame is a is a great scorer and and I think one of the points you saw you made out there on when you were talking about this today was that Nurkic, you know, Nurkic came and then he finally had a screener and then he started, he started getting loose. I mean, it, it was. that's all he needed. And he, he really has been great. You know, I haven't really thought about him being better than Chris Paul, And probably part of that is because I haven't watched a lot of uh, CP lately. But, uh, you know, that's really interesting that you say that. But, I mean, he did – it says something to me, and that was one of the takeaways when he won Player of the Month in March, that in a series – in a season that has been so thoroughly dominated by Westbrook, by Harden, that he owned an entire month of that season. Like, that says something.
1: Chris Paul is a technician and or he's like a, say he's a great technical artist and he can do these renditions that look almost lifelike that he sits down. And he's he's copying. But I, I think that's all well and good. But then a guy like Dane or like Russ, they're almost like pop artists that make that make things that just like really speak to you in our art. That's how I see the difference between Chris Paul and, and a guy like even steph curry you know because steph curry is he can just do things that you've never seen before and he's stretching you out to 35 40 feet and pulling him off the dribble and those things are just just wreck your defense in a way that no one's really wrecked it before so those guys are like pop artists who just have this they just do things that just affect you at a almost visceral level and chris Paul is just just amazing technical artist that is doing still lifes copying things he's seen and he does it excellently but he's just a Technical artists, if that makes sense.
0: No, I I see what you're I, I see what you're saying. It's like I feel like it, it, it there is something about what Lillard does that grabs people in a way, or Russell or or Steph that grabs people in a way that just you really have to have like a true appreciation, I think, for what Chris Paul does. And I think it matters that you know people that don't necessarily like are looking for that technical stuff can appreciate what dame or steph or westbrook do because it does i think when they have those performances really does yeah it does bring about like a more visceral reaction
1: and not even that even like a visceral reaction for the defense they're just breaking defenses down and then and just smashing just doing things that we well tear your game plan up because no matter what this guy's about to he's about to break you so
0: i think what i i kind of want to stay on the series now that we're on it um one of my things that I'm looking at in this series is you talked about how you like CJ and Dame last season in this series they put Clay on Dame Dame still had a couple of games Dame still had a game where I think he went 40 and 10 in a win so he's gonna have a a game or two like that but I think the guy in this series that is gonna really go off and just really dominate for Portland I think is CJ because he's gonna be guarded by Steph the entire time
1: um and, and that's the th- that's the th- key, right? Because they're they're probably gonna try to double Dame off of uh off all the screens and just wipe him out of the game and be that secondary playmaker that he can be. We know he, like when Dame was out, he he's his assist number jumped and he actually showed he can run the run the offense pretty well. And not just that, he has he has to score efficiently. So if he's getting guarded by Steph, he has to just rise up and shoot over him and 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 really put make Steph work on the other end. So to even have a shot, that has to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, and and I think I think it will. Like, I I think I think CJ can give him. This is a little hot, but I think he can give him as much trouble as Kyrie did, in like in one on one situations. If he can get ISO'd on him, I mean, CJ is really freaking good.
1: Oh, he is. He definitely is. Now here's the thing: uh, Golden State will let you think that you're ISO'd. But at that last minute, they're great at rotating over that second defender. You know, the second defender just pops up on you, and you try to go up to shoot, and he's stripping you or he's blocking you from behind. So that's the thing with they really protect Steph. And let's let's be real, Steph got this reputation now as being a capable or good defender. He's not. He just knows where his health's coming from, and he, and and he trusts in his team's his team's ability to uh, to to mask his flaws, and they do a job of it. So. Yeah, it's, CJ just has to strike fast and and strike opportunist opportunistically at, at when uh, when he has Steph one on one.
0: Yeah, and I think really Portland they don't have a shot of uh, of of slowing these guys down anyway. So I think obviously the, my you know ideal the scenario that I think would lead to the most success for them is just a shootout where. Portland makes the last you know makes the last shot and they miss you know Like I think that's really the the scenario that they're going to be shooting for and the they have the firepower
1: I'll just say whoever whoever is uh is not guarded by Dre Needs to come up and set the screens mm-hmm. Right, so you yep. so you don't let Dre you don't let Dre W on the screen and roll Um, and uh, yeah, you got to just hope guys hit shots Uh, we know Dame and, and CJ are capable of just erupting yeah, just hope they get hot at the same time and, and that Golden State misses shots. And, I mean, I think they got enough defenders to throw at KD. We know you're not going to stop. But we know sometimes, you know, well, it's the first round. Let's not. I was going to say something about how sometimes things get intense and KD can maybe you – know, but no, we're not going to do that. He's great.
0: Right. It's. A, I guess it's probably a little early for that. But I think it is going to be interesting to see, like, it is their first series. And uh, it's not exactly – I mean – I think these guys are a little bit tougher than, say, like, the Bucks when they played the Heat, you know, in the playoffs or whatever. Like, I it is it – could, there could be potential for a little tension just because Dame is so good, CJ is so good, and they have enough firepower to maybe make them uncomfortable. But I don't think they win more than one game, if any games.
1: Um, is that with or without Nurkic in, well, in general?
0: W- without Nurkic, then it's more interesting for sure. I would say they could have a chance of winning two. Uh
1: I, mean, I, I always pull for the upset and you know it'd it, been a great story um i actually i've been meaning to write this forever on dame except the season started off a little rough so i had to put in the back burner. i never came back to it um yeah because I, I really am, i'm high on his offensive ability and we see that you don't need to be a great defender to be an offensive centerpiece on a good team on a great team even so um yeah man i'm, I'm pulling for him but yeah let's being, being realistic it's probably gonna be over pretty quick
0: I want to touch on one last thing about Dame, not related to the series. But my my long-standing theory about the Blazers and whatever their arc is, is that there could potentially be a window where Dame is, like, battling for, like, the top point guard spot in the league. Because I think he might have, like, a one-year, one, maybe two-year peak of being able to do that.
1: Um... Best in the league. He's 26. Russ is 28. Steph is 28. I think almost 29. At, I mean, it can happen because I really just think the way the league is going, all it takes is, I'll say this. I, I was just looking look, look, look at the numbers and I would, they're all relatively healthy next year. And they, they end up being a top four seed, which is that from what they did with nurk on it's like it's they were playing like a top four seed west let's say they play a top four or five seed and he's doing what he's doing and their defensive rating is not terrible i mean that's that's what that's all it's going to take dan could play the exact same way he's playing right now and the the team record's better and the defense is a little better and changes and he does that for two years and three years and, and you know it so i guess there's a, he's just he has a shot of being a top three Type point guard just because I mean, those numbers can't be denied at a certain point,
0: yeah. And I think he has age, you know, in his favor. And to his credit, uh, you know, he's been pretty durable through his career so far, too.
1: Knock on wood right now, knock find the- some wood and knock on it, yep.
0: Uh, yeah, um, all right. So, uh, Blazers Warriors 1230 on Sunday, that's game one. Uh, and we're gonna start, uh, I guess, chronologically with how the series are going to go down, how I you know I kind of want to talk about all the playoffs. We, we don't have to talk about the East, really. So Cleveland, Indiana, we can skip. Um, I think Toronto, Milwaukee is going to be interesting, though I do think that Toronto has the best ch- – I think they have the best chance to challenge Cleveland. Uh, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Toronto definitely has the best chance to challenge Cleveland. I also think that the Bucks are so intriguing for the simple fact that they do have all that size with Giannis and uh, Middleton on the wings. That size, it's like, and there's, you know, there's so so much switchability with them and brogdon things everything out there too, and now you got, you know, you got like the the modern defensive team, just long, agile, athletic. They're gonna cause problems in the future, and maybe even this year. I think having Jabari would have been awesome from them right now, because that would have just that have been a killer lineup on both sides of the floor. I know Jabari's not a defender, but um, mm. back to Toronto. And, and Ibaka was huge, and I think we all know it, but I don't think we really know it yet. We'll see. With Cleveland playing like down the way they are, and with Toronto playing up the way they are, it's definitely something that, to watch. Now, after game one, we might be seeing a different tune, because maybe LeBron tells all the guys, okay, let's go screwing around and play, and they come out looking like the team that beat the hell out of Boston. So, Definitely, that uh, like you said, the Milwaukee-Toronto series is going to be pretty good. Milwaukee is uh, the only team out of that bottom the bottom half of that 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 uh, that bracket that I even care about. The rest of those teams are, can go to hell.
0: So wa- Washington, Atlanta. Well, that's not in that bracket, is it? Uh, no. Washington, Atlanta. No, no I, I, the bottom half. Oh, the, the bottom, bottom half. Top. So
1: Washington. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, Washington, Washington, Atlanta is gonna be cool. Uh, in fact, yeah, whatever. I don't know. It, it's it, Atlanta chicago and the pacers Uh, i like the pacers i like paul george but i just yeah whatever
0: yeah i I think boston's gonna win that series but i do think chicago is kind of junky enough to to like like they just play such a garbage style that they could i could totally see them just pummeling them on the boards and getting a game just because butler is such a bully robin lopez is a good rebounder like that's like the one area i think but i just think the celtics you know are just a a little too refined for them. Ultimately, I don't. I, I do think though Chicago has a chance to get a, a couple of games just because they are a really good rebounding team.
1: Yeah, and that's we, Boston's. I, that's that's Boston's weakness. We know and the the lack of rim protection. So I'll tell you this: as I'm a Celtics fan, um, every team gives me a little kind of worry about about Boston because I feel almost Boston. I, I kind of equate them to the uh, the Hawks team from two years ago. Where regular season's great, system works, everything's everything's popping. But once you get in the playoffs and things change and things ratchet up and get more intense, the flaws are even more glaring. And Boston's a terrible rebounding team. And no one can really create a shot except for Isaiah Thomas. So every team kind of gives makes me worried about, you know, with with the with the, the, the Celtics until they get out of the first round.
0: Yeah. which is the the kind of the Brad's the thing hanging over Brad Stevens, right? It's kind of the I mean, I think he's a good coach. I think the fact that they have such a good record speaks to his ability. I mean, as a Celtics fan, someone who watches them a lot, I mean, what do you feel? How do you feel about, like, the Brad Stevens, you know, needs to win a playoff series to kind of prove it? Thing? It's weird
1: that we do this with players and coaches because it's like, all right, everyone knows Chris Paul's a great point guard. But, you know, some people say, well, he can't get the second round. What does that mean? What's it doing to his legacy? You know this context is everything. Brad Stevens took a team that was supposed to be in the lottery to the playoffs. Next year, it took a team that you know they they lost to the better team. The next year, they they what do you want them to do? When do you when do you just say, all right, they're losing to the better teams and he can still be a great coach? Um, so it's I, I just think he's a wonderful coach. I I wouldn't want any coach other than him in Boston. Uh, you know, Pop does his thing, but Pop does it because he's, he's he's Pop uh spo was great you know and i get i get the talk for him for player coach of the year but i mean they did start for 11 and 30 I, I get i don't know how everybody's a, a, like ignoring that 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 counts um i don't know and i think scott brooks has done a great job uh, with washington but as we know with washington if we know Scott has got brooks he's not a great tactician so let's see how it goes when the x is on the old side once they get into the playoffs and they need to make adjustments um mm-hmm. Yeah, S- um, sneaky
0: fun coach battle between him and Bud because I think everyone's like Bud is definitely the better coach. So it'll be an interesting chance for Scott Brooks to kind of prove himself a little bit, maybe if it gets tight.
1: For sure, and I think it's going to come down. Sometimes in the playoffs, it comes down to you just have the better players. You yeah. have guys who can just dominate their matchup and and just you know the other team can't stop. So that might be what John Wall and Bradley Beal are. I won't put an indictment on as on on Coach Bud as a coach if anything if it goes that way, but. No,
0: t- yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, definitely think Washington is the favorite in that series. I would pick, I, 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 I'm picking them to, to beat them though. I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much juice Dwight has left in the playoffs.
1: That could be the X factor. That's actually a good point, man. Cause, um, you know, with, with Dwight knowing that this is it, he's not saving us up for months. And he say he turns it up and we know that Todd is a very skilled center but Dwight Howard can be a load. he can be a monster in there. So if he actually just loses the ego and just is happy running the pick and roll and just dominating the boards and swatting shots, we might see, we, we, you never know. You never know.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm just interested to see how Dwight does because, uh, I, I've liked how he's played in the playoffs in the past or or like in the recent past. Uh, I feel like he's always gone up a level, uh, but he just, you know, hasn't been healthy. And then last year was just, you know, terrible with Houston. They just, they were just broken. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out too. So Washington, Atlanta, um, San Antonio, Memphis uh, could be, could be good. Um, and, and yeah, Clippers jazz, I think is probably the most, is going to be uh, the best series. I think, I, I mean, OKC Houston's going to have the, those individuals, but I, I think Houston is better. Uh, and and i I really do want to see clippers jazz because I think that's gonna be a battle because I like that the contrast that you mentioned like utah's the youth movement the clippers are everyone says that they're on their way out but they you know teams do this a lot of times and it, you, sometimes it's hard to tell when it's the end of the road and when you know these veterans just have uh you know another run and just know how to play playoff basketball a little bit better than than the young guys so I think I kind of I'm I I like Utah more as a team, and I like them more in the next round against Golden State. But I'm kind of leading Clippers.
1: Yeah, I've been saying since even last year when, sure, Golden State I think they beat them all their matchups, but there were some of them that were really close against the Jazz. I've been saying that they were probably like the sneaky, you know, intriguing matchup for Golden State, especially now that Golden State lost a lot of bulk inside. Um, but with Clippers, Golden State, I'm sorry, with Clippers, Clippers jazz with Clippers jazz. I love the I love the matchup at center. I love the DeAndre Jordan, you know, super athlete. He's actually a, he's more like I think he's more like 6'11", 6'10". I, I hear sometimes. But uh, against, you know, the huge Gobert who turned himself into this, you know, defensive monster. I love it. Um, I hope Derek Favors can stay healthy because i I like to see him and Blake battle. Uh, It's going to be a great series, man. It's going to be a great series. That's probably you're right. That's probably the most compelling series. And that one might go six or seven. Uh, while I, as much as I love Russ and, and Harden matchup, yeah, let's be real. I think Houston they shoot the three way too well. OKC doesn't defend the the, the perimeter very well, so think we're going to see a close battle early, and then you know the, I think we'll see the you know the the Rockets go off on one of those twenty six to four runs where they start, start bombing threes from everywhere, and that series will be you know um, let, let's hope I'm pulling for us. I hope they they take it to five or six, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I definitely want russ uh, i want russ to i, I mean I, russ is definitely going to bring it it's just who are the other guys going to bring it like can't can oladipo step up in the playoffs can adams find that form again that he had last year in the postseason yeah th- those are big question marks for me uh with oklahoma city and i just think that what houston does is is not going to change very much and i just think that there's a lot of things that you know, maybe haven't been a normal thing for OKC that have to become normal for them to win that series.
1: Yeah, it's big on the discipline. Let's see what kind of discipline they can show. If they can learn and, and you know, I think by game three or four, right, of any series, you know what the other teams running. You know exactly what's coming. You know when, when they're going to run it. You got to just try to stop it. Let's see if OKC can show some discipline and, and actually tighten up on defense and make, make it make it uncomfortable for Houston
0: yeah um and then i i think we've talked about all of the series so far who i mean right now so i guess who do you have advancing we, uh, golden state um do you do you are you feeling comfortable sharing a pick or are you saving that for uh any playoff preview stuff that you're doing uh, or do you oh, like- man,
1: i give, i give all my picks it don't matter uh no <laughs> um yeah i'm pretty sure you know gold state's gonna be portland mm-hmm. spurs the spurs are the spurs they're gonna come out the first round I, but i i i guess i give the Grizz as good a chance any seventh seed you have against a two seed right if marcus soul and, and Mike colleague can just kind of go bonkers they got to find shooting man they got to find scoring from somewhere else besides just those two and zebo off the bench they got to find some more sh- shooting or scoring so we'll see about that Rockets probably upend uh, Oklahoma City uh, Even though I'm pulling for the Thunder In that series And I'm pulling for the Jazz I, I think the Jazz can I think they can do it, man Especially with if George Hill And you know, they're going, they don't worry about minutes And they, those guys play 40 minutes a game George Hill and, and um, Gordon Hayward And and Rudy if they I think they can do it
0: Yeah, I, I the, those guys are really good And, and they're going to get a real big chance to shine uh, And I think one of my thing, one of the things I've liked about Utah a lot is that they're very deep. Uh, but you know, I am a little concerned about Boris at this stage in a series. Uh, I think it's going to be t- I think it's going to be tough for him to match up against Blake. Uh, and Trey Lyles isn't really there, you know, as the four. So I I. I wonder if maybe Utah plays small to kind of avoid that. Uh but that's not really their their thing either. They they like well, it to go. Big. It kinda
1: is. They've had Joe Johnson play a lot of uh, power forward for him. Oh that's and a it, good it point. Works, Yeah, yeah. It, it works out okay. So I mean, here's the thing about Boris, um, especially if he's not as long as they're not defending Blake, right? So who, who they bring who they bring, whoever the Clippers have backing them up at power forward, which uh gets most bites most baits playing center. Who's their backup power forward? The Clippers.
0: Uh, do they just play small with like West Johnson?
1: Uh, well, either way, I think the the, the we know that Boris Dial is one of the Brandon Bass. Oh, is he even getting all right? So he I think like Yeah, I think Boris Diaz, that What they're going to try to do is probably roll him out there. As long as they don't start getting killed, he's a he's a big positive on the off. He's a great playmaker from that power forward position. As long as he's not getting complete, completely killed, they roll with him. And If he gets completely killed, just you know yank him again. So. 'll give him a, they'll give him a shot, but uh, I like the way that the jazz team is built. I know that they know their roles they know how to play they know where their offense is coming from and you know no one tries to really do too much and you know I th- yeah I think they have a they have a nice chance.
0: I'm excited to see uh Hayward in a real series because like he, I think the first he was in the playoffs, but he wasn't really the guy the first time he was in the playoffs. So,
1: yeah, and a lot of these, you know, all these guys is first their first playoff experience. So this will be really interesting to see. Um, and, and, you know, what? there's nothing. Well, I would not say there's nothing to lose, but this is a big summer for Utah, too. And they got some decisions to make. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man. I just I like to see fresh blood in the playoffs and I like to see a team like, you no, know, they built this team over the last three or four years. Right. It's not like this is not something they just threw together. They've been cobbling this team together for years and growing together. So that's good to see.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is fun, because I, I feel like, you know, the the Twitter, uh, I, I felt like the feeling was that Utah was going to make the leap last year, and they didn't, and, and and so it's fun to see them, you know, they went through that, now they're going to get their chance finally, so uh, yeah, I am excited, yeah, to see First Blood uh, on on their end uh, in the postseason, I, I am looking forward to that. and
1: I, I will say, I'm going to pat myself on the back, hope I don't tear my rotator cuff. I did call them jumping to the top, you know, four, five position in the lead, in the West this year, and they're, you know, they're tied for four, So I'm kind of right, almost.
0: No, you are. And aren't. then
1: um, I did call, I did call Portland would struggle to make the playoffs a little bit. I thought they'd have a, they'd have, they'd regress this year a little bit. So.
0: Yeah, I was off on that. I thought I thought Portland was going to kind of continue on the track that they because the end of the season, you know, they had that small ball lineup with like Harkless and Minu plumly and it looked good. And I thought you know Turner could help in spots, but it did not work out that way at all. Uh, it's okay.
1: Hey, hey, young Osabi, I'll teach you my ways. Okay. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, but I, I am looking forward to Portland Golden State because that is, if if nothing else no matter how long the series is, all those games are going to be fun basketball
1: for sure. Absolutely.
0: Uh, any, so uh, who uh, makes the finals for you? I mean, we talked about the West series and we can kind of go to the, are we, let's talk about the East series and then we'll kind of talk about kind of big picture. Uh, Cleveland, Indiana, Cleveland, Cleveland.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Cleveland. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, though I, I am kind of, looking forward to PG and LeBron uh, once again, if if they can uh, rekindle the magic of that uh, one series, that Eastern conference series, that would be fun to watch.
1: Always that fun, mano, 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 you know, just two great players going at each other. You love that kind of stuff in the NBA. So that's always fun. I just, you know, let's see if the, the supporting cast in, in Cleveland can just smack the supporting cast in, uh, you know the supporting cast they got there in in Indiana.
0: Yeah, and yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. PG was uh, I was kind of anti Pacers making the playoffs. I really wanted Miami, Uh, but it is PG was fun last year in the postseason, and they almost beat Toronto. I I kind of forgot about that, but he really took that series over. Um, so Toronto, Milwaukee, I think. Uh, are you Toronto?
1: uh yeah Toronto I gotta go Toronto there too I think they have the continuity they got the depth and those two new defensive additions are, are enough to push the you know and then getting Klo back you know Kyle Lowry was out for a while having him back healthy and and, and rested they're
0: ready to roll I'm I'm big the the Lowry rested part I'm glad you mentioned that this is the first he always runs out of gas and his body's always breaking down at this time of the year, and I, and I feel like, you know, this is the first time that, like, you know, he is coming back from injury, but I feel like this is probably the best, like, setup that the Raptors have had with, like, a healthy Lowry going into the playoffs, because he always seems to—his numbers always are terrible in the postseason, I feel like.
1: Uh, yeah, his shooting numbers fall way down. He's, he ends up shooting horribly from deep, and, you know, it's it's, it's probably, like you said, his legs start to go, so—
0: yeah, and then uh, Washington, Atlanta, uh, or no? We already talked about that, uh, or did we? No, Washington, Atlanta. Uh, that's gonna be a that's an interesting series. The more I think about it,
1: it is my my thing with Atlanta. I'm just going by their body of work all year. They're so inconsistent, and um, they're they're so feast or famine. Like these, you no, know, I think sure they beat they beat Cleveland a couple games, but we know Cleveland's a mess. Um, I, I, get, I guess I guess the and Hyde. Let's see which one comes out to play. But I'm going to go with the Wizards. The Wizards are playing a little – oh, man, it's tough. Atlanta's actually playing better right now, you know, coming into the series. But, you know, the, like I said, body of work, Wizards have been pretty solid. And they have the. I think they have the best, you know, player in that series.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe the best two players. Well, I mean, Beal or Millsap, I guess, is the question there. But uh, – and then now Chicago-Boston, I think Boston will win. But I do think Chicago – uh, just because of Jimmy Butler and just like and Robin Lopez, they can get boards, and I think they can, I think they can kind of hang around in that series just by by bullying them up. But I think Boston ultimately wins that one, and uh, Brad Stevens can no longer have to hear about him not getting out of the first round.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm hoping that Boston pulls it together and gets it together. Uh, they have the talent; they just uh, they're missing a couple of key pieces, but they'll be fine.
0: Uh, who's out for them right now?
1: Uh, I'm just when I say miss a couple key pieces. Oh, just in general, like the structure. We do need a a a shot blocker, and we need a, you know, we need another creator, playmaker, and maybe some some more accurate shooting. So yeah, we're missing some pieces long term.
0: Totally. Uh, I am excited for. uh, I Boston had some bad injury luck last year, and I do like watching them play. Like I really like Marcus Smart. He's probably one of my favorite players to watch. So I am excited for, for that series and the injuries that kind of hit last year in the first round series against Atlanta did take a little bit of air about it to air out of that series. So in fairness to Brad Stevens, uh, I, this team, even though they are missing key pieces, like you said, for their future, uh, this team is a healthier team, I think, than the one that they had last year coming into the postseason.
1: That's all I'm saying. There's always context involved. It's not just, hell, he's never won a series. There's, there's reason. so – and even if they lose this this year, it shouldn't be in the first round. You're right. I think, hey, Brad Stevens has been t- – he's tempered expectations all year by saying stuff like, hey, uh, you know we're not as good as our record. We don't play as well as our record. So maybe he knows something we don't. Or he's playing possum. So we'll see. I'm
0: excited for that. Uh, James, I think we're uh, – oh, actually, MV- you said Russell Westbrook uh, is your MVP or you think he's going to win the MVP. Is that – because you think everyone's going to vote for him or is that because you think he should win the mvp
1: i think he should and i think his play over the last couple weeks uh he's had he's had the signature performances that kind of sway voters um so what he did against orlando what he did against dallas uh, and then you know what he did against uh was a memphis game in there recently and then of course that last game against denver was just nuts i think you know he had a stinker tonight because he didn't really care he played 18 minutes you know they just wanted to keep him warm so that, this doesn't even really count. So that, that last Denver game, I think people are starting to – like the narrative might move them enough to overcome the efficiency and the wins things.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Where I've landed on it is I was like super pro-hearted for most of the season. But like the, like you said, those last three weeks have really swayed me. And it's hard for me to ignore like the effect that Westbrook is having on people and just like like the opposing arena's thing where people are going there is you know i mean curry kind of had that but like and kobe obviously but like i i really think it what he's doing is like is outside of just the wins and the efficiency and and no matter w- whether he wins or not i think they will remember this season all about russ and i think prob- that's why he's my mvp i guess
1: And that's, you know what, I've, I've heard a variation of that from a lot of people where it was, I was this all year, but you know, the last few weeks have really changed my mind. And I think it's, it's become like a movement. So I, I, I I would like to see him buck the trend of, you know, the, Oh, only from a top two seed in the, in the conference. I'd love to see him buck that conference. And, and I think it'd be good for him and the city of Oklahoma city.
0: Yeah, it'd be great. And, and, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed, obviously, these last couple of weeks, that Denver game. The the thing that, that was so awesome about that Denver game is I didn't watch that in real time, but I watched I watched the replay after, uh, and he gets the triple-double, and Denver's like, oh, yeah. And then it, it felt like the Nuggets were like, oh, he got the triple-double. He's going to let us win this game so we can stay in the playoff race. And then he just kept going and and broke their heart. And, like, that was it was just so awesome and that photo that they had after that game the one where yeah. he like, oh, dude like th- that is like that is the type of stuff like that is we are going to remember that you know more than any stats
1: from anybody. the game the game before in phoenix was the first time i was kind of disappointed in westbrook and i saw him really hunting assists when he's trying to break the record while they were down like 20 that was really whack of him and billy Donovan. i didn't like that at all um so to have him come back and, and actually win you know break the record in that next game and you could see, once he had that final assist you could see he said like, okay you could see the weight was off him, and he just kind of went he just went back to being that that attacking force that he is and it was awesome so yeah i, I love that
0: yeah i i think intellectually i'm saying rockets but my heart says russ for that series
1: um uh, yeah yeah same thing I, I, I mean, you know, we're talking about the series. It's going to be the Rockets. It sucks, but Russ is going to put on the show. Yeah,
0: and I I, I think Houston, I mean, they're not on the same side of the bracket, but of all the teams, I mean, obviously, the, I just think the Spurs' guards ultimately are a little too slow, and I just think that Houston, of all the teams that could challenge Golden State, just has the best chance just based off of sheer firepower from their shooters and, and yep. that Beverly's annoying. Oh, excuse me.
1: <laughs> so, do you have to beep that out of your own show?
0: I I will beep it out probably because I don't want to mark this as explicit. Okay.
1: Um. So yeah, and that's that's I like the the Rockets have a, they they can they can they can score up there with Golden State when they get rolling. The thing is, can they stop the weaponry that Golden State has? So, I mean, I, I Houston they're built for they're built for this kind of stuff, and this would be a good test for them, right? So we'll see.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. They've got a. They do have to you know I know offense is up around the league and that's you know a huge topic that you know everyone's scoring more and it's harder to stop people but uh it will be a good test for them against Westbrook to see cuz you know their defense has been kind of average uh, their offense has been elite and it'll be interesting to see whether they can maybe tighten things up as a, as a team against Westbrook which is you know as as a whole is just a crazy challenge but uh, overall I think Oklahoma City's offense is just not the challenge but I think you, you want to see Houston making progress in the on that uh, I, I think if you want to see them have a chance to to push Golden State
1: honestly uh, with Houston their their fans have been s- such jerks about this uh, MVP thing and I <laughs> I know all fan bases have their, their share of jerks. I get it. And, you know, there's people who would whine and, and try to tear down the other team. Well, the Rocks have been, especially since wrestling on this run, I think they kind of feel the momentum slipping. And they've been terrible about it. They've been horrible about it. It's it's actually comical how bad Daryl Morey's been about it and their fan blo- and their bloggers. You know, they're writing these long opuses on why Russell doesn't deserve to and what triple doubles and how worthless they are. Come on, dude. You know, so I... If, I'm pulling for them, I guess, but at the same time, you know, if they fall on their face, it's going to be kind of a, you know, shot and fraud.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And we, we we, always love that in the NBA. Uh, I, I know that I have a good time laughing at the expense of other teams. Always. Uh, um, so uh, any parting shots, James, uh, for where the folks can find your stuff, uh, where they can follow you, all that stuff, uh for uh the postseason which is going to be exciting two and a half months basketball every night it's going to be great
1: um yeah just find me at bballbreakdown.com we got a lot of good stuff coming out um we're gonna be doing playoff you know not just previews we'll be doing recaps and just talking about the different narratives the stories going on um and then you can check me out at pressbasketball.com where we have the away team podcast with me and my buddy phil bollo and then there's the Truth Podcast, part of the Almighty Baller Radio Network. Uh, we're gonna be actually on. We're actually gonna be on a uh, Dash Radio coming up soon, which is something to look for. It's an awesome app. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just doing the thing.
0: Cool, James Holos, everyone. Thanks for thanks for joining me, James.
1: And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.